0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Main Street UCI, the podcast that talks about all things Disney. I'm Jennifer.
1: I am Zen. I'm
2: David.
3: And I'm. (laughs) Yes,
2: (laughs) David the Young.
3: Accurate. And I'm Emily.
2: Emily the Young?
3: I am. No relation
2: to David the Young.
3: Yes. So, as you
0: probably know, a lot of summertime conventions and events have already been canceled here in California, like E3, Comic-Con, and the OC Fair. And all
2: are- of David's acting contracts, apparently. Oh, no! Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. all, the, all the theaters are, are just shutting down around here and across the country, which also means, tangentially related to this, that all of the Disney Broadway shows aren't going to be back for a while. Yeah, oh.
0: I know. So, and right now, some that are scheduled for late summer, like Star Wars Celebration, haven't been canceled yet at the time of this recording, but certainly have the potential to be.
1: Yeah. So what if we told you, you can attend the convention without leaving your house? That's what Reed Pop, the people behind conventions like the New York Comic Con and Emerald City Con, are doing right now. So on May fifth and, uh, and May fourth and May fifth, they're hosting an event called on an online revelry. May the fourth be with you. Ooh. And I don't know if you guys saw what the fifth is. It's actually um, Revenge of the Fifth.
3: Oh my god! I like Stop! That. I <laughs>
1: foresee
2: a day in this country and around the world where literally every single calendar day is going to have a Star Wars joke attached to it. I, I'm <laughs> I certain mind. it will happen. <laughs> <laughs> And what, uh, what's wrong with that, David? Moving on. <laughs> Give this, me the puns. No. <laughs> this convention featured different types of visual events, virtual events, excuse me, including live tweeting with the New York Comic Con about the different movies and series episodes. It also will feature uh, a Q&A with Star Wars uh, voice actors and authors, all of this is going to be taking place virtually on Twitter and on Facebook. Why did I pronounce Twitter with two T's? Twitter. <laughs> Twitter.
3: <Put> <up. laughs> okay. There's three in there.
2: Uh, the, maybe. I don't know.
3: Oh, unfortunately, by the time you're hearing this recording, this event will have already taken place. But you can see the schedule of events that took place by going to EM. C-I-T-Y, so that's like M-City. You can remember it because it's the first two letters of my name. C-I-T-Y, 2020.com slash force. Yeah, you
2: can also remember it by Emerald City.
3: I mean, I guess. I yeah. God. The ego's
2: on this show. I'm just about to quit.
3: Well, egos aside, what do you guys think of this virtual format? Uh,
2: I mean, as someone who wouldn't have attended cons in the first place, I kind of like it. I think that, and if you'll allow me to get philosophical for literally two seconds i don't like the culture that is emerging of just canceling things outright i am more than happy with a culture of saying you know what if this can happen but in a different format we -hmm. should do that so i'm totally down for taking cons and stuff like this and doing whatever can be done online online but Perhaps that's just me. I don't know. I think that there's definitely room for people, and I'd love for you guys to jump in too, uh, to say that, well, it's not gonna be the same as Comic-Con, so why do it at all?
3: Mm.
0: Yeah, see, I'm I'm of the same opinion. Like, um, I know for E3, in the past I don't know how many years, ever since YouTube and Twitch and, and all of those platforms have really been more prevalent it's been really nice to be able to watch different keynotes and things like that without actually being there and Mm -hmm. so the more that this type of thing can happen online i think the merrier you know this way you're reaching more people around the world it's something fun that even if you're not in the same country you know like if if there was something happening in a different country and you know I had to wake up at three AM or something to be able to see it, I will hands down do it just for the <laughs> fun, you know?
2: Sure. So, sure. Do do you guys know if there are any sort of registration fees attached to this? I think that's free. Oh, you think, like, yeah, it's it's free? I think everything yeah.
0: is free. Because well, it's all then, on Twitter really cool. and Facebook. So
2: <clears throat> Right. Yeah. Well then by all means. I mean if it's free, why wouldn't why? you? Get up Mm -hmm. just a little bit on the early side to catch, you know, some of the awesome stuff that they've got going on. I'm all for it. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Emily?
3: I think it's, I mean, just to echo what David and Jennifer have already said, but yeah, I totally like um, the fact that they're not outright canceling it, that they're still offering this option and maybe even more, like not maybe, but definitely more people who hadn't planned to go now have (coughs) access to it. And if it's free, like, so much better. Um, I'm looking at just like the article that you shared, Zen. But mm. so it's saying that it's taking place on multiple platforms. Is that typical of virtual conventions? Or,
1: I, no, I, I think th- they're making this up as they go along. Okay. Really, they haven't <laughs> done too many virtual. I mean, I've seen virtual trade shows in other areas, but I've never seen a virtual pop culture convention how's that right. mm-hmm.
3: yeah it's pretty interesting
1: just so. that
3: the fact that it's taking place across different places uh, it kind of i feel like maybe is like a convention in the sense that like if you were physically at a convention you have all these different choices of like where you can go so them making that into like a virtual way where you can go like to either twitter or facebook kind of like brings that back in a way which is kind of cool
1: hmm yeah i you know what i'm <clears throat> i'm torn but towards the yes torn the, i think of all of us i'm fairly certain i've gone to more conventions than everyone else combined mm-hmm. um because Probably. i've been to comic <laughs> uh, yeah. i've been to comic con almost 15 to 20 times i've been to like uh anime expo at least a dozen times and all sorts of other ones, wonder con and all sorts of things. But so here's the torn part is I really love the excitement of being in a crowd amongst your people. It is so cool yeah. to yeah. be in boy, your tribe. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So the being in your tribe um, is just something amazing to, when people understand all of your jokes or you you know, like I, I have a bunch of homage t-shirts I wear and people look at me and like thumbs up me, you know, it's like, yeah. Oh, you're in the Where'd firefly too. Yeah. yeah. Where did you get that? And Oh, what? Oh, that's awesome. So it's just so much fun to interact with people who of your own tribe. Yeah. On the other hand, <laughs> um, these have become such circuses. Some of them, I mean, like smaller conventions like WonderCon are wonderful. Comic Con is still wonderful in its own way, but <clears throat> it really has become kind of a circus mm-hmm. and it's gone so expensive. Um, it's just sometimes you wonder is the juice worth the squeeze? Um, and in addition to, um, there are some events that no matter how hard you try to get into um, at Comic Con, it's the famous Hall H. Um, it's very difficult to get into Hall H, and if you can't get into Hall H, um, what I've found is that they have a recording room where they play back the recording that uh, of the room that happened half an hour previous, mm-hmm. and. Because of that I've been going to the other recording uh, the re- playback room I think that's actually what it's called and it's so nice because it, it's it you, you know people haven't been singing there for like 8 hours in a row you know and it's just like it's just like you're not crowded and and it's really nice and so it's almost like having 9 tenths the experience um without dealing with all, all the crowds um and better food and more comfortable room. Yeah. So That's kind of like what I'm seeing with these types of virtual conventions It's like, oh, it'd be really kind of fun if I could do the event in the comfort of my own living room. Mm -hmm. You know, however, I would want to throw it have the ability. I wish I hope they put it on something like YouTube where I could throw it up onto my television. Hmm. Yeah. You know, like like Zoom, you know, like not like Zoom is a computer. But like if it's on YouTube, you know, you turn on your PlayStation, throw it up and it's live stream. I think that'd be really fun. So- I've done that
0: before with some of the, the E3 presentations, and mm-hmm. I mean, it's so much more comfortable. You can be like live tweeting as you're watching stuff and have some popcorn, have whatever you want and just enjoy that you're not crammed in there with other people that may or may not have showered in the past 24 hours. And
1: yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I was actually going to say is just like, yeah, I mean, the people smell nicer in my house, you know? <laughs> right? you know, they there, you know, there's more uniforms, uh, hygiene, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, um, I do
0: agree. Like I, that is the one part that, you know, you really do miss out on is seeing people just, <clears throat> letting the nerd flag fly or cosplaying or, you know, or even like the dealer's hall and actually getting mm-hmm. to see what people are offering and having those conversations. Oh, where did you get this from or whatever? And yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Inside. And I, and that's to me like nine, like a good 50% of it is being in that dealer hall. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I, you go to Comic-Con in my opinion is like, you want to see what's coming up.
3: What's mm-hmm. the newest
1: and coolest. And then on top of it, you go to the floor and it's just like, I did not know I could buy that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I did not know I needed to have a Star Wars toaster in my life. You know, right? whatever. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> Is that one of those toasters that like will imprint
2: Obi-Wan Kenobi onto your toast instead of the good Lord Jesus Christ?
0: <laughs> Actually, <laughs> There's like I a Darth Vader one I've seen before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: I guess so. for me, the only thing that I would raise concerns about is the fact that uh this could raise a whole host of technological issues. And I don't think that that's any reason why they shouldn't do it outright. But I am sort of concerned about, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw, I know I'm a huge musical theater nerd, but I don't know if any of you guys saw the uh Stephen Sondheim 90th uh Uh, birthday celebration that went down on youtube recently tons of technical glitches it had to start and restart a few times just in order to get going and so i imagine that with people i hope with people at comic-con and star wars celebrations like this they will have some people who are familiar with tech and it won't just be a bunch of actors trying to figure out their crap but um (laughs) I guess that that if we're breaking the
1: the sort of solidarity of positivity here, I guess that would be my only concern.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I have a question for everyone in the group. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, this we're, we are a Disney podcast, but we're also it's really we're pop culture people. Sure. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> um, what do you guys think? And this is related to what we're talking about. What do you guys think about the fact that uh, lots of movies are going direct to Netflix or um, they're making movie level movie level cinema, but that's designed to be seen on the little screen. Mm. Are you okay with watching stuff at home? I mean, like in other words, uh, like for example, what was the most recent Pixar film? And it went onward, pretty much onward. Oh, yeah. yeah. It had right, like onward. two weeks or three weeks. <laughs> And then it went, you know, because of the, this situation, right. you know, Disney said, let's release it and let pe- let's have people watch it.
2: Mm. I, I, I kind of um, want to let
1: other people go first on this one because I have
2: uh, some conflicting thoughts.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I personally, I'll just go first. Uh, I personally I don't go to the movie theater that often anymore um, just because ticket prices are so high. So the only time I'll go to the theater is if It's, like, a movie I really, really want to see. And, like, I need that full theater
1: experience,
3: experience, right? Or if it's, like, um, I think I saw, what was it? The Incredibles 2. I think I saw that in 4D. So that was, like, really cool. Um, So things like that, like, to make it special. Or if it's, like, a family... Event like we just want to go out, have a night out, and watch a movie in a real theater. But most of the time, I would much rather wait for the movie to come out um, so I can rent it either through iTunes or like watch it on Netflix and just watch it in the comfort of my house. The sound quality is not as great for sure, but it's just more comfortable and also less expensive. So I that's just like how I've been consuming movies for like the past. Whenever Netflix got big, like, five-ish years ago uh, for the past five years. So I, like, don't mind. But it's weird to think that they're doing such big productions and then it's just going straight to, like, a streaming service. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm i not against it. I don't really have strong feelings about it. But it's just, like, a weird thing to think about. I
0: think I would be okay if, like, let's say um... – maybe in the future when all this is over with, like maybe it starts out in theaters for maybe a week or two, and then goes to that kind of, you can stream it from home for 20 bucks, a movie or whatever type of deal. Because um, I do think it's really nice for people who need something extra. Like, like for example, when my mom goes to the theater and watches a movie she has um, hearing issues, so sometimes she can't really tell what people are saying, and at the same time, like, it's kind of hard for her to wear her hearing aid because the sound varies so dramatically. Like, you can have, like, gunshots and explosions and whatever, and then people are whispering and you can't figure out what they're saying. So she tends to like watching movies at home because she can actually put on closed caption. But... um You know, so I I kind of like that where you wouldn't have to wait for months and months and months to be able to actually understand what people are saying. So, but I do think it is still a nice experience. And I kind of agree with Emily. Like, I don't actually find myself going to the theaters that often anymore, unless it's a movie I'm just absolutely dying to watch. And even then, um, my husband and I kind of try to treat it more like a really special occasion kind of thing. So we'll, Try to go to like the recliner theater and um you know, like not really order any food, but just like just to be able to actually watch it in a comfortable setting and usually then you don't have as many screaming kids, so that's nice. <laughs> so
3: right.
0: yeah. Like I, I wouldn't want movie theaters to go away, but at the same time I do like the idea of it being a quicker direct to streaming kind of situation. Hmm. Yeah.
2: So I am, it sounds like I'm pretty much on the fence with everybody else. Uh, you know, unlike Jennifer and Emily, I don't go to the theater very often. The last couple of times that I have gone to the theater have been in order to talk about reviews on this podcast. So mm-hmm. I'm thankful for that. <laughs> and But the reason that I don't really go to the theater very often is because it's so often just not a very enjoyable experience. I, you run into people who are talking or unwrapping their, yeah. candies, mm-hmm. texting eating loudly. And so a lot of the time you're really rolling the dice as to whether or not you actually get an enjoyable experience out of it. <clears throat> that being said, and this is sort of a, a weird point and it's going to sound a little ridiculous. So you're going to have to stay with me for a second. Um, I know that, you know, streaming services aren't really going away, but if the rise of streaming services like this have taught artists anything, it's that technology is going to make it way harder for most artists to get a good living out of the work that I do. And I know this point sounds weird in the context of Disney films, where the actors are already getting paid, quite enough, I would presume. But I am scared of the precedent that this might set of people going, hey, you know, we can either go to the theater or we can stream it or possibly pirate it at home. I'm scared of that precedent. Mm -hmm. So I I think I'm just going to echo your opinion, Jennifer. I don't want theaters to go away uh, by any measure. I'm not really even that interested in reducing the period Uh, that they're in the theater unless it is for like COVID measures and stuff like that. Um, But I'm, you know, obviously I'm not opposed to streaming services.
1: So wait, Mm -hmm. wait, but how do you feel that this would take away? So I guess what I'm saying, uh, how are acting jobs lost? Um, Because the movie. No,
2: I'm not arguing that acting jobs are lost. What I, what happens is, and this is particularly, happening right now in the music industry because 50 60 years ago you could be uh, a musical recording artist and you made money on album sales your Mm -hmm. primary revenue stream was on album sales that is not the case anymore Mm -hmm. musical artists now make most of their money touring because you go, you sell out all these stadiums, you sell lots of tickets. That's where their primary revenue stream is. Same thing with with movies and why people, you know, movies make a lot more than theater. Movies are a lot cheaper than theater, obviously. But you can get lots of people in. You can increase your audience base. So I'm not saying that acting jobs are going to be lost. More or less just that if the revenue streams for movies are decreased such to the point that you basically have a like a, a Spotify but for movies mm. it's gonna be really, really difficult for any artist living out there other than Leonardo DiCaprio and Meryl Streep to make a wage.
1: You know uh we probably should change the subject really probably. quick because it is a Disney Channel. Yeah. Disney <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> you asked all- the question, so <laughs> I don't, no, 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 no. Um, but I think it also gives the opportunity things like YouTube and such for creators to create their own content. Yes, um, there's a lot of people doing nerd stuff and nerd, mm-hmm. um, and they make their own shows, and they would never have been able to make it to Hollywood before. Correct.
0: Yeah, true. But
1: those people are being paid, and um, that's just what I'm. You know, okay. uh, we can Anyways. change the topic, though. But but once again, I mean, I think this is all goes back to this kind of um, uh, conf- uh, conventions going virtual. Could it be a virtual and live event combined?
0: I'd like it to see be. a hybrid, you know, because <clears throat> I, I think that way you can experience more conventions. I think it's almost a good marketing strategy because, you know, someone could watch a virtual convention and then maybe when the timing is right go hey you know this convention seems like a lot of fun it's a lot of fun just to interact online let me go there physically and see how much more fun it is yeah you know yeah so i'd like to see that
1: no i think that that's all well and good
0: Mm -hmm. have
1: you guys ever seen tailgating where the people don't even have tickets to go into the uh stadium oh really (laughs) yeah so i have so in the Midwest, um, so like specifically Cleveland, sometimes you can't get tickets to a Cleveland Browns game, believe it mm-hmm. or not, or an Indians game, or people don't have the money. So what they'll do is they'll actually take their pickup truck, throw a barbecue on, and a couple, you know, a bunch of chairs, and they'll go out to the actual field, um, pay for parking, go in with their friends, and they'll ha- set up a barbecue, <clears throat> um, sit out, and they they'll get like a portable television and watch the game. Nice. Oh, okay. But when you actually hear but when there's a touchdown or someone scores, they can hear the sound of the stadium yeah. um go out into the parking lot. So they it gives them uh you it, it creates another level of sensation of being there. So, okay, um, so I like so. that. So let me get this
2: straight. I start talking about movie industry politics, and you say we need to change the subject, and then you start talking about the Cleveland Browns, and suddenly we're on the right topic. (laughs)
1: No, 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 no. But what I'm saying... I know. It's it's just, I guess what it is is that uh, there's... I think there's many levels of experience, and um, but I, I just think it's it's an alternative. It's it's not replacing. And so, all I'm saying is yeah. that with alternatives, we need to be careful about the <laughs> precedents we set. But I'll stop being technical because I think our <laughs> listeners would really love us to move on, don't you think? All right. We're, we're so, going to have another podcast, just you and I, and we'll do a separate fair one. Fair enough. That's <laughs> totally fine. <you> <laughs> we'll make it all an right. optional one. Okay. So right. On
0: that note, we're going to take a quick break <laughs> and we will be right back with a mini round of Disney trivia. How long Ooh, has it okay. been since we've done that?
1: Okay. <laughs> so
0: long. And before we leave,
1: yeah. let me make sure that was a keep, not a corrector kill, right? Yes. Just kidding.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll be right back.
2: They're called goals for a reason. There's something to strive for. They require attention and they need sweat and hard work to achieve.
1: Do you have a career goal? At UCI Division of Continuing Education, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals, and we can help you reach yours too. Start today at ce.uci.edu. That's ce.uci.edu.
0: We're back, and it's time for Disney Trivia. So today, three our three trivia questions are going to be all about the Disney parks. Is everybody ready?
2: Uh, Sure. I guess so. Fix isn't here, so uh, sure. Okay,
0: <laughs> here we go. Question number one. Which ride has the distinction of being the first tubular steel roller coaster in the world?
2: I'm pretty sure I have a pretty good guess on this one. What do you guys think?
0: Uh, <laughs> i have no
3: idea really <laughs> tubular i mean i'm sorry i just can't get over it, the word tubular tubular yeah
1: tubular um no is like I was, maybe i'm not certain but I, okay I'll, I'll just throw it out and it won't change my answer i'll vote the Matterhorn? Yeah, it's gotta okay. be the Matterhorn. It's gotta be the Backbreak
2: Express.
0: Oh. Ding, 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 ding. It is the Matterhorn. Good Uh-oh.
1: job. <laughs>
0: so that was um Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name. Never mind. Bobit. Yeah. No uh, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Bob Grier. there we go. But that was Bob yeah. Grier bending steel and being crazy so Bogger. good job all right question number two who was the haunted mansion's master gracie named after Ooh, we talked about this um, on a podcast like a long time ago yeah
2: and i sort of remember who it was but not off the top of my
0: head could yeah, you can be some- like what what job did this person hold
2: he had something to do with either design or mechanics of the original
1: ride.
0: Okay.
1: I'm going to okay. go with a dog.
0: Oh, okay. that's
3: cute. <laughs> no, he's not a
1: dog. Not a dog. I'm i mean, okay, you know I'm... Oakley, the company that makes sunglasses, is named after the guy's the original owner's dog?
3: Really? Huh. I did yeah. not.
1: Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh... Random trivia. Uh,
2: all right. I'll, I'll nail myself down and say it was uh, <clears throat> one of the design mechanics.
3: All right. I'm going to say it was a family member of the Disney's. I don't know. <laughs> All right. David got it. So Me. he's actually wow. named
0: after Yale Gracie, who was an Imagineer, and he was in charge of designing some of the special effects. So, like, um, you know, the fireflies on uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. That was it. Uh-huh. Oh, very cool. Oh, Yeah. And he'd never seen a firefly before, but he was just really good about, you know, putting together different mechanical things and and making it look realistic. So.
1: Wow.
0: There you go. So David is in the lead. What? I know. Amazing.
2: (laughs) yeah that's pretty awesome i'm gonna all right
0: last up. question which now defunct disneyland attraction featured a song with lyrics that went there was blood on the saddle and blood all around
2: holy cow i know We know this answer the Dis- that's
0: oh,
2: one. <laughs> oh there's blood on the saddle and blood all around it sounds like it has to be something in Frontierland. I was
3: going to say that, too. It has to do with cowboys on a saddle.
2: Um,
1: uh, 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 you guys want
3: a hint? You can yeah. actually yes. still see this attraction
0: at another Disney oh, park.
1: Giving it away. No, that, nope, that me nothing. Park. You know that doesn't help. <laughs> I don't know.
3: I have no idea.
1: Country Bear Jamboree ding, ding, ding,
0: ding, ding. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The original version of Country Bears oh, had geez. this random song. That's it was a like, weird it was, line.
1: It was, <laughs> it was so there was blood
0: on the saddle.
1: I mean, it was like oh, with a huge Bears. country it's a giant swing. It's giant and,
0: bear, big yeah. al. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Subscribe to Main Street UCI on <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook if you never want to hear Zen sing again.
3: <laughs> oh! I although, oh.
2: <laughs> I'll subscribe.
0: All Thanks. right, well, I think that means, David, you win.
2: I think that means Zen and I tied. Actually, tie. no, you guys
0: tied. That's right, because you did get the Matterhorn one. So, wow. Yay.
3: Congrats, guys. Congrats! you're a loser.
0: I, I lost. I'm
3: the winner of losing all three questions. <laughs> there you
0: <laughs> go. positive f-
3: <laughs> way to look at it. All right, so that does
0: it for this episode of Main Street UCI. Thank you for listening.
3: Oh, be sorry. Sure. Be sure. <laughs> Thank you for listening. There's got to be a pause watching that. Um, be sure to check out our previous episodes at ce.uci.edu slash podcast.
2: Yep. And while you are surfing the interwebs, you <laughs> can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Main Street UCI. And while you're there, give us a like, give us a follow. Send us your questions, send us your messages, send us your topic requests. Literally, we got nothing better to do. So send us your responses. Yeah.
0: I like it.
1: And thanks again to our sponsor, the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education. Find their career boosting courses at ce.uci.edu. Once again, that's ce.uci.edu. And if you have a job lead in acting for David, Please let us know, and with that, we'll and see you I'm next time. I'm still looking for date leads
2: at Debrad
1: Well, Maybe we can find you in acting, maybe, you know, we'll. and then maybe and then you'll find love at the same time. Yeah, over Zoom, yes. See, two for a twofer. I'm, I'm always <laughs> twofer. bad for you, my friend. Two birds with one stone. Zen's
2: looking out for me. Okay, with that, my desperation is over. Bye-bye. Bye, bye. Bye.